welcome back to another episode of the Old Guy Metalcast. I can do death metal vocals better than Chris Barnes. I am Jim Vicious, joined as always by another man who can do death metal vocals better than Chris Barnes, Mr. Bobby Blades. <laughs> oh man, that was great. I feel oh. like a lot of people can do death metal vocals better than Chris Barnes. I think so. Even even my clean vocals are better than Chris Barnes' death metal vocals. Haven't done an episode in like three weeks. Come back. Chris Barnes, you motherfucker. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You I'm fucked it all in the up. Crosshairs. Uh, we're back to talk some shit. It's around a new year. Feels the same as last year. But hey, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, we're back to talk some shit. Uh, this time around, we've got uh, hidden metal gems of the 90s. We've each brought in five albums that we think are hidden gems. Now, that's hard to do to say really because like one of mine i feel really bad because it's not really that much of a hidden gem like i kind of shit the bed on it but uh no less i'll start you off with that one neurosis through silver and blood okay uh one of the best metal albums period in my top 10 metal albums of all time in my top 10 albums of all time probably fucking good uh through silver and blood came out in 96 um, so I'm sure you were pretty familiar with this when I sent it over to you. Yeah, I thought I was, but unfortunately I was not. Um, please, please tell me you got baked and listened to this whole thing. <laughs> it's like listening. Uh, I'm sorry to say, but this was the one that did not hit right with me. Oh, really? Yeah. The, it I was. See it. I could see it. It seemed like it lasted forever. And it was like... 70 minutes long. <laughs> I don't wish you could put on a CD, man. <laughs> oh, man. I was just like, I don't know about this. I really don't. I want to give it a chance, but I don't know about this. And the more I listened to it, it was just uh, like the musicianship was there, most definitely. But it was just not jiving with me. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't feel really good about this one. And that was the only album that I didn't feel right about. I can see that, man, because it is crazy and it's an acquired taste for sure. Um, some of the songs actually start when you start them, like Locust Star. Um, I think Purity also starts kind of right into the song, and that shit's cool. But there is, yeah, a lot of crazy shit in there. But uh, I think if you listen to this album, if you get baked out and just throw on some headphones and lay down or relax or like recline, and it just like will blow your fucking brains out of you because there's so much crazy shit in there and sa- sampling and just fucking madness. Uh, but yeah, this album is actually pretty fucking popular. Oh, yeah. Um, I, 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 it turns out after the fact. Yeah. Um, but uh, Terrorizer put it in the, t- the heaviest albums ever. Rank number two. Uh, Rolling Stone, one of the 100 greatest metal albums of all time. It's number 49. So, um, yeah, it fucking rules. But I understand uh, not being a fan of it. Yeah, one thing I will say, it's heavy as fuck. It is. Yeah. It's In just, a different kind of way, too. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange fuck, way. And they're just slow. Like, they, don't, they don't have a problem just playing a fucking slow-ass song. <laughs> you know? No. <laughs> you can, <laughs> there, there was that... I can't remember the name of the song. But I was waiting for it to get started. I was waiting for the vocals to kick in. I was like, fuck, man, I've been here for four hours. 
<laughs> I mean, not that long, but it felt that way. Dude, yeah, it gets fucking crazy. 70 minutes long. First track is 12 minutes, like straight out of the gate. Oh, shit. So, yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, a great album, although after the fact, when I was making the playlist, I saw one song from this album. I think Locust Star probably had a million uh, plays on Spotify. None of their other shit did. But they kind of gained some popularity because they were on OzFest 96 somehow. I don't know who who was like, yeah, we were going to put these guys on. But they so they were on there. Thus, they were on the live album, the live uh, DVD. They also toured with Pantera. That's where like a lot of people, a lot of my friends and shit, they got to go to Pantera. I didn't get to fucking go to Pantera because I was a fuck up and my parents were not allowing me to do shit right at that time. Pantera and fucking Neurosis in my city, and I didn't get to go when I was like 14. Holy shit. Yeah. That's terrible. What a bunch of shit, huh? Yeah. And Biohazard? Maybe? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, this album fucking rules. And if you're into crazy shit, heavy shit, but looking for something different, or you sm- just period, you smoke weed, get baked, throw some headphones on, and just fucking let it take you places yeah that that's definitely like a visual album where i probably wasn't because i wasn't baked when i was hearing it so it's definitely like a you'd have to get high and just visualize a bunch of shit while the music's playing the end of the fucking world (laughs) that's what it is (laughs) that's what that shit sounds like it's the end of the fucking world it's like the earth being torn asunder audio book but yeah (laughs) i'm moving on i really love this album what do you got? What are we starting with on your end? All right. So I guess it, this isn't like no, we're not counting down from five, right? We're just no, doing... we're just picking them at random. Okay. So, yeah, I guess uh, what's uh, what's jumping out at me right now is uh, I Hate God Dope Sick, 1996. First time I heard that album, I was like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on here? It's just... Like, you can feel the emotion in every song, and the guy's screaming, and then they've got this, uh, this, uh, kind of drone shit, and then, I don't know, it's just insane, man. That's a good shit. Now, like, to me, I was like, ah, that's not really Hidden Gem, but that's to me. Most people, you know, I Hate God didn't hit the different levels of popularity that a lot of those other bands, even Acid Bath, like, is it just me, or does it seem like Acid Bath is one of the most popular heavy ass underground I remember even in the day when they were still like closer to when they were active like Acid Bath was fucking huge but I Hate God never made it over the hump you know yeah well, they, that's... Weren't, they weren't a crowbar they weren't uh, even like Soylent Green was way more kind of popular than them you know Soylent Green was in fucking uh, Rolling Stone at one point and shit oh shit yeah I wasn't even going by what was in the magazines but I do think that the popularity is also based on location because around here, back then, everybody was talking about I Hate God and Dope Sick. And like they talked about it for a year, but nobody ever really talked about Acid Bath or anything like that. So it might be location. Hmm. Yeah, Acid Bath was definitely popular here, but you can't fuck around with uh, any I Hate God. It's great. This was one of the earlier examples of 
that kind of shit that I heard. I'm not sure which band I heard first. Probably them, because they're the oldest one. You know, Bongzilla. I was going to put Iron Monkey on this, but their shit's so, like, their old albums are not on Spotify, and we wanted to have a Spotify playlist you can check out. So check it out on Spotify, along with all the other playlists that we have. Uh, just search OG Metalcast. You'll find them. Oh, right. Uh, <clears throat> there. Again, I go with some of the more popular ones. Uh, Vision of Disorder in print, which I did ask some of my uh, OG homies. I texted them. I was like, what are some of the hidden gems? And they came up with a bunch of, I mean, honestly, shitty ones. They're probably listening now. <laughs> but <laughs> most of theirs were shitty. But everybody's like, imprint, dude. Vision of Disorder in print. Uh, 1998. Again, one of my top 10 metal albums, period. Uh, just a motherfucking ripper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a fan of this band from previous. Uh, their first album is also very good, but different than this. Uh, but this album came out, and I would say in 1998, I was 17. And we were very death metal dudes, death metal and grind metal dudes. Like, that was the heaviest shit. And, and then as this album came out, and it kind of changed my thought on the shit, because it's heavy as shit it's it's heavy as heavy or heavier than death metal right i mean i don't know it's but it's in a completely different fucking way and it was something i had never considered before like how you could be as heavy as that kind of music doing something that's like so fucking different you know yeah doesn't it um in a way doesn't it feel a little bit like hardcore and then a little oh, bit is. like um a little bit like new metal too. It's got a bunch of different things mixed in. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, they're definitely a hardcore band. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Uh, their album before this, their two albums before this are also fucking great. But yeah, more in that hardcore, and uh, this one is too. But crazy. By the next, and then they dropped off so bad <laughs> because they put out a, uh, an album called From Bliss to Devastation, and it's. It's not a bad album, but it's not what I wanted. It was like super cleaned up. Yeah. And super, it was like a real attempt, I think, to put out a fucking record that could actually sell some copies. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It had singing parts. I mean, you might remember some of those fucking songs that were off there. Yeah. Well, they were I even think... more radio friendly. I mean, there were some that were like downright radio friendly. Yeah. I think at that time they were transitioning over to Blood Simple and because a lot of the later Vision of Disorder albums sound like they could be a Blood Simple album. There was only that one. And then after that, it went to Blood Simple. He joined, he started that band. And even Blood Simple's way harder, heavier than that. But uh, yeah, this album fucking rips. And you already know, were you familiar with it when you gave it a listen or what? Oh yeah, I had, because I had listened to them previously and I was like, these guys are fucking awesome. When every time I listened to a new artist or one at that time that like my first introduction was blood simple and then i was like oh let me see what these guys did prior to that and so they vision of disorder and i was like oh shit you know this stuff is Holy pretty fuck fucking yeah. heavy that's a late uh yeah very late that's a late introduction to these guys yeah uh i was listening to their fucking first album when that came out and that was uh in 96 and the imprint was 98, yeah. So, but that's, a, I, I suggest all their shit, if you're into into it, you know, get the mix of, it, even the imprint is heavy as fuck, but it still has some good singing parts in there. Yeah. It's fucking good, good man. I enjoy all of their albums. Yeah. 
agree. And then they, they were gone for a long time, and they came back fucking, what, a year or two ago and put out another album, and it, it kicks ass, too, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> yay. Uh, they can't figure out which band they want to do. Well, it's different people. I mean, I Blood Simple is like, yeah. I mean, I like it, but fuck, it's no VOD. No, it's definitely not that. Like Blood Simple is more new metal, whereas Vision of Disorder is kind of like chaotic hardcore stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, this is probably a discussion that we shouldn't have because I, I, it's not going to have an answer. But I always have wondered about where that hardcore, where hardcore kind of bands, some bands went into that sort of genre. Because we'll talk about it more when we get to another one of my picks. I guess we'll talk about it more there. But it, it's interesting to me, like, how did these bands got there from the origins of hardcore punk yeah. to this, like, completely different sort of thing? I don't know what the influence is. Like, where's the, where's the Petri dish that started that? Who's the fucking band that influenced Earth Crisis and Bloodlit and Vision of Disorder and, you know what I'm saying, all those kind of fucking hardcore bands. Anyway, moving on, what do you got? All right. <laughs> Shit, I you, like to talk. You had me yeah. going down that road. I was like, man, I really want to talk about like where I think hardcore began. And oh, so, if you know, then please tell me. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I, I can't say that I know, but I just, I've got this general feeling that it began with bands like um, Black Flag and Minor Threat. They kind of started all this shit off because that was... Yeah, but there's the, those bands are fucking punk bands. Like, straight up. I mean, they're hardcore because they're heavier and shit, but, I mean, that still has a punk core. There's nothing punk about Earth Crisis, right? Or Vision of Disorder. There's mm. no... I don't get punk vibe from it, you know? No, well, I think it... I think it just kind of gradually transitioned into, like... There was punk rock and then punk rock was starting to burn out a little bit. There wasn't really a lot of punk. And so it transitioned into like hardcore. Like you got fucking Cro-Mags that kept it up. You got Biohazard that went straight up hardcore. And like, I think a hardcore has its roots in punk. And so that's kind of where it, it evolved into that. Well, that's just my take on it. Hmm. You know, one thing or two of another band would be like Strife. They kind of fucking... Punk too, but had the that other sort of maybe it's more just a metalcore thing that's added in there. I guess I don't know. I don't know what uh, Earth Crisis. To me, that was hardcore when I was young. You know, obviously there was all uh, more punk bands before that, but to me it was like Earth Crisis and Hatebreed and shit like that. Yeah, but even Hatebreed has like punk riffs in there. You know. Yeah, they do. They got a lot of punk riffs. But like Earth Crisis has no punk riffs at all, and that was you know. Like, those guys are so good that even though they were straight edge, I still listen to it. <laughs> Earth <laughs> Crisis. Even, like, you know, you get to the point, oh, um, straight edge. Like, not really, but this is a fucking chantable thing. <laughs> like, if I was there, I'd be like, fuck yeah, high and drunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I got like... my ass kicked by all those fucking Earth Crisis kids, dude. Oh, I've been outside, like, fucking burning one, and they'd have fucking beat the shit out of me. Like, hey, man, we're skinheads against racial prejudice, and we don't appreciate you drinking beer at our shows, man. These <laughs> <laughs> fucking sharps. They're from Chicago, too, Earth Crisis, so that's about what they would sound like. <laughs> uh, anyway, what do you got, man? All right, man, I've got some shit from way back in the day. We're going back to 1991 with a band called Fudge Tunnel, and they're 
their album hate songs in E minor. It's just a fucking banger. Mm. Love this album. And I actually like the uh, Cat Scratch Fever cover. <laughs> it's especially hilarious to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This is the one for me that didn't do it. Nah? It didn't, it didn't no. hit on you? I, I don't think so, man. Um, I guess they're not even saying here. To me, it had like a thrashy sound to it, but I think it's just too much for me. Like, there's like the like super early 90s stuff for mm -hmm. me. I, I just don't get into it. Like, it just has a sound, and I don't like it. But <laughs> like a lot of bands were in the 90s. I don't really like the early 90s shit, but as time went on, then I came around on it. They have more albums. I should probably listen to some of their later shit, right? This is their first album? Yeah, I think this is their first album on Earache. Yeah, the debut studio album. is on a Earache Records. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't think it's bad. It just didn't like... Like, this, this is not something that I'm going to list, probably listen to again. Yeah. Also, it's a fudge tunnel, a butthole. It has to be. <laughs> yes, it's, a, it's an asshole, yep. But there's cakes, dude. I saw, like, I was searching fudge tunnel to bring up some info, and it was bringing up, like, fudge tunnel cakes. That's fucking hilarious, man. So, so they got butthole cakes. <laughs> Are these guys <laughs> aware of that? I just didn't know if that was, like, legitimately what they were going for. Uh, as far as I know... It doesn't say anything here on the wiki, but back then we always were like, hey, you're going to bang her in the fudge tunnel, you know? It's fucking yeah. Well, they're also British, so I figure that that's, you know, I'm sure they're slang over there. Yeah, probably. There you, you were fucking international with it. Yeah. I think every band I had was from, definitely from the U.S. You have a bunch of European fucking bands. I don't know in the in the 90s man that's the when I turned on the radio it was basically the shit that I was listening to we had this uh this college station that played a bunch of super obscure bands for the US anyway and so I was like yeah man these guys fucking rule but yeah it's a it's I guess it's considered um sludge and alternative metal at the same time which I'm not really sure. Like, I think I get the alternative metal because they do in it. Like, a couple of their songs sounded like Nirvana or something that Nirvana would have done. Um, I kind of like to actually have that, like, sort of a Melvin's y vibe to me on yeah, some of the shit. That too. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's like I said, it's not bad. This wasn't something that like, I got super into. I did appreciate the covers, though. Um, I love a cover of Sunshine of Your Love. Yeah. If you're looking for one of those, I don't know how they keep coming up. I should have put them on the list. Earth Crisis. Their cover of Sunshine of Your Love is a bad motherfucker. You know what you should do? You should get baked and then listen to this and see if it makes a difference. Yeah, maybe. I don't think it will. I think it's just, it sounds like 1991 to me and things that have that sound era. I don't know. But yeah. I'm going to check out their later albums and I'll get back to you. There's our age like, gap showing once again. Oh, dude. 100%. <laughs> a lot of the albums on the, like, we've talked about every single episode. Yeah. Your favorite album by a band is like five years before my favorite album for a band. Yeah. Almost down the fucking line. <laughs> <laughs> and the ones that are your favorite to me, I'm like, eh, it wasn't refined <laughs> enough. It wasn't there yet. It was like too thrashy or, you know. Yeah. I think that's such a fucking interesting thing. That's that's a funny dynamic. It really We're is. probably the only ones who think that's fucking interesting. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, back to me. Yeah. Uh, dude, today is the day. This one is a bona fide fucking hidden gem. Uh, in the eyes of God, which uh, fun fact, 
features uh, Brand Daler of Mass, later of Mastodon, and also Bill, uh, for who played guitar, who plays guitar in Mastodon, played bass in this band. It was a three-piece at that time. And then, but Steve Austin, yes, that's his name, the lead singer, guitar player, the guy behind this band, is a fucking wild man. And like, they had this big issue where, you know, they their whole band broke up mid-tour. Uh, Brand Daler and Bill, they end up fucking leaving and all this whole thing. But this album is fucking crazy, man. Is this one that you are familiar with or no? No, not at all. Like, I love I'm... it. You get to the apocalyptic <laughs> vision of a criminally insane, charismatic <laughs> cult leader. And immediately it's like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> I had a preconceived notion about this band where, like, I don't know, the way my mind works is weird. So I was thinking like today is the day was a one of those pop punk bands and oh yeah yeah you kind of mentioned that yeah and i was like what the fuck i was like oh man i don't think i'd be into this but then i heard it and i gotta say this this would have to be my first time hearing it my first time truly knowing what the band is all about basically and i'm like this was the fucking wild card in the bunch right here man this thing i was like i didn't think i would like it but i ended up loving it it's fucking crazy Dude, like fucking the singing shit is just it's bizarre. It's like there's no key to it, but it works and they Oh man. Yeah, yeah. it, it doesn't make sense. Shit, it, but it makes perfect sense. It's fucking crazy, man. It's just like that whole album is like the fucking vision of a criminally insane charismatic <laughs> cult leader <laughs> in Steve Austin, man. It's just oh, fucking madness. Man. But the thing that is so interesting later on when you're not know, here Mastodon and shit like oh that's that drummer because I always on this album the, the drums always fucking blew me away because it's Brand Daler and like dude he's the best drummer right I mean let's like now that especially Neil Peart's dead like are we just gonna go ahead and crown Brand Daler's the, the best fucking drummer right now well are, are we forgetting about Chris Adler though nah I mean, <laughs> not for me for me it's Brand Daler all day oh really okay I don't He's know, I just too. really love Chris Adler's drumming and like he made the Lamb of the early Lamb of God albums stand out. Yeah. I don't know, man. Just fucking Brand Daler though. He's so crazy. <laughs> With his shit. Yeah. I don't know. Are you a big Mastodon fan? I was thinking like it's very almost 40 of me. Like I am I bet there's a lot of dudes who are like me almost 40 years old and their favorite like active band is probably Mastodon. <laughs> Maybe I do like Mastodon. I'm not a huge fan, but I would consider them in, in kind of the same vein as Tool, where they're like that prog metal. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm a fucking big Mastodon fan, so. And it's just a real, like, nearly 40 year old guy band to like. <laughs> <laughs> old guy band. <laughs> like, I don't have kids and shit, but I know there's, like, married dudes with kids and shit and like they're fucking like that one day of the week where he throws on a mastodon shirt you know he still <laughs> fucking rocks that shit mastodon is dad metal now yeah i, I it almost is probably is <laughs> i don't care uh but yeah this album's fucking insanity i don't even know what to say about it, it like is. the real the music's like out of key sometimes it's just fucking insanity well that's what makes it perfect like my first listen, I was like, I got to hear this again. This thing, this shit is insane. It, was, it, was like, it would like give somebody a fucking, that first song too, the way it starts, the album and shit, it would give somebody a fucking seizure. <laughs> it's so frenetic. 
like there's a lot of change-ups there's a lot of fucking detuned stuff going on there it's like you never know what's going to happen next and i love it and all his vocals have the stinging and the screaming has just like a zillion things on it and it sounds fucking bizarre when he's like you know this, yeah. what the fuck is this guy doing man <laughs> Oh shit! This album just it, blew my fucking balls off when I heard it. And the album before this, it's more of like a compilation sort of deal. Um, but that shit's great too. It's this like really slow song with just bass, and he talks about how he fucks your wife and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked her in the ass. Wouldn't that remind you of um, like the remake of Mr. Bungle, uh, the Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny? Yeah, just just that insanity that happens during that whole I mean, process yeah there's there i can see that there is some it, it definitely fits together and yeah just insanity yeah yeah fucking my ass bleeds for you sincerely <laughs> today's the day oh yeah that that's definitely the hidden gem right there man that was the sleeper uh but anyway so yeah really good shit uh i suggest checking it out on Fuck our playlist you. on Spotify. Yes, listen the listen to the playlist over and over and over again, dude. I got people on that new metal one. Uh, there's definitely a, a, more than a few of my fucking friends and shit. People who listen were hitting me up like, dude, that the best of new metal playlist. It is a fucking banger. I've been listening to that shit too. Yeah, I play that a lot. I play the shit out of that. Yeah, dude. Uh, so yeah, we have that. Um, we're gonna. I continue. I just want to keep doing that. Like. We'll keep doing episodes based around some kind of playlist or something. It'll be fucking cool. It's so much fun. It's like the music that we talk about to be able to share that with other people and maybe get them interested in things that they might not have heard. Some young bucks who listen to this show, then they don't know fucking weird ass bands from Louisiana from <laughs> many fucking 30 years ago, 25, 30 yeah. fucking years ago. <laughs> I was going to look you know, for like albums oh, that came man. out, you know, like 20 years ago. And I was looking at like 2001. I'm like, holy fuck, that, that doesn't feel like 20 years ago. Bro. No, that doesn't. That, that feels like yesterday. You feel very old. Very fucking old. Can you believe that every baby born in 2001 is now 20 years old? Yeah. It's fucking frightening. Pretty crazy. Uh, getting old is uh, it's a weird fucking deal, man. Yeah. It's also a weird deal when you like have a different kind of like we're fucking weird old men like we're not married we don't have kids <laughs> never yeah. married no just just uh bachelors for life man. well i mean i have a girlfriend <laughs> like, hey. no not like that i meant like um okay i said it wrong that that happens a lot anyway it's like an untraditional fucking route man. yeah but for me it's like seeing myself in the in my 20s i was like man i don't know if i want to get fucking married i don't want to have kids <laughs> like, definitely knew i don't want to have kids yeah so i was like i don't know how i feel about that but i i know i'm not having any fucking kids and i'm not gonna start now fuck that shit i was, I was thinking about it i was like you know i didn't know people like this back in the day like when i was a kid I would think of my parents' friends, and I'm like, well, if my parents had friends, would they have just, like, friends who were just dudes who didn't have kids and weren't married? Like, no, probably not. Those dudes were probably off doing cool shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was like, was this a thing? Is the, like, 40-year-old dude with no kids never, you know, 
is that like a, a new thing? Or were there dudes like that in the 70s who weren't serial killers? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I think we would probably be considered that because it's so rare now. Like, there's all of my friends that I knew growing up, they've got many kids and they're fucking, mm. they've been married several times. And they're like, oh, so you got any kids yet? You've been married? I'm like, no, no. Mm. I have a lot of friends actually still who just never got married and never had kids and they're like 40, early 40s guys. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's a new thing or if it was always a thing. But no less, we're getting sidetracked. Yeah. <laughs> As is known to happen. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we're back to you. We are back to you. Ah, okay. So, all right, I'm going to go with... Uh, I, I do have a story that goes along with this. Uh, it's the Crisis Death's Head Extermination. And my first introduction to this album was my best friend. I was living in, a, in an apartment in a shitty neighborhood. And my best friend was working at this fucked up job. And he's also a kleptomaniac. I don't know if he still is. But he went and stole a bunch of cassette tapes from his job. <laughs> and brought them over to my house and left them there. <laughs> And so my first introduction to Crisis was Death's Head Extermination. And I was like, dude, this is a fucking chick, man. Wow. Oh, man. Just hearing it, like when she would go from the screaming vocals to kind of the harmonized vocals. And then it was just crazy. And I loved it. And I still don't know what to consider. Is it death metal? Is it hardcore? Is it fucking sludge? I don't know. But it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, this actually was when you when you sent your list, I was like, "Oh shit, dude! I have not listened to this album in a very long time." But I did a lot back in the day when it first came out. I don't know. As back then, I was like underage, and I was like doing Columbia House and shit. BMG, you remember all those? Oh yeah. And I would just get these CDs, you know, bands that it's like, if it's on fucking Metal Blade, and it looks cool, and you know, it's like I'm just gonna get it. Fuck it. So I got this album when it came out, and yeah, listening back to it, I was like, what the fuck? It kind of took me back. But I don't know what it is either, to expand on that point. I, I don't really know what the hell kind of it's supposed to be, you know, yeah. genre-wise. And kind it, of... It's, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I don't know. I'm looking at the thing I'm looking at says heavy metal, death metal, industrial, thrash. Yeah, I'm looking at the industrial metal, and I'm like, where where in that record is any elements of industrial metal? Yeah, I don't know. But I remember having such a bone for Karen Crisis back in the day. Oh, yeah, she was fucking fine. I looked her up, actually, uh, when you sent the list over. I went to her Instagram. She's still hot. She's, She's still hot? She lives in, I think she lives in Italy now. Oh, wow. I got to check her out, man, because I have She's haven't... got a new band. She's got It's like Karen Crisis, I don't know, something of the witches or something. It's oh, way shit. different shit, but... I gotta check yeah. that out. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I wonder if I don't even know if she's into dudes. <laughs> but young me was like, those are the chicks I thought was odd. Like, oh, dude, Carrie Crisis. Yeah, she looks like the kind of chick that, you know, you you take her in and you lay down a fucker <laughs> or something, and but her armpits would stink really bad. <laughs> like, you go down to eat her pussy and you know, put her feet up, and like, her feet are fucking dirty. You know, and, like, smell, like Ugh. oh man. But, you know, like, you know, you'd still get it done. Yeah, you definitely get it done. <laughs> she was fine, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a crush on um, Sean Yasult from White Zombie, man, back in the 90s. Almost any chick in a metal band, pretty much. Yeah. 
Because Karen Crisis did not have, and nothing against someone who's like, oh, they're going to say some nice stuff about you. I'm not saying that, but she, like, doesn't have classic good looks. But she's hot as fuck because she screams in a metal band, you know, like, that's, <laughs> that's like, an instant, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, a three who does fucking vocals in a metal band? Like, comes you're ten. seven, eight, nine in my book, bro. You know? Maybe think about, like, back in the day, there was this all-girl punk band that used to play shows and shit, and uh, they sucked, but I used to think, like, all those chicks are so fucking hot. You know, like, this chick plays bass in a band. Like, what? Yeah. And but how is it I think that... they're all lesbians with each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> you know what I noticed, though? A lot of a lot of chicks play bass, man. Well, the whole band was chicks. Oh, no, but I mean, just in general. Like, I've known a, yeah. a lot of girls in metal is, who love to play hands, bass. Their hands are not conducive to playing bass. You know? Yeah. But they do. The more than guitar, and I don't get it. Like, you got the hands for guitar, probably yeah. more than bass. Maybe it's just because, <laughs> you know what it is, actually? I think it probably comes from the fact that, like, you could just plug uh, somebody in, like, not these bands, but older bands where, like, bass didn't do shit. Because there's, like, the whole era of time, right, where bass just didn't do shit. <laughs> Unless you're in a funk uh, band or something. Yeah, I was talking like 60s through even like the popular music in the 70s. The bass is doing jack shit, even in the 80s, man. So I think that's where that shit came from. It's like you can just kind of show some chick how to, the chick you're fucking how to play bass in your band. Yeah. If you play easy shit. I don't know. Maybe that's not. <laughs> but chicks do play bass more than any other instrument in bands, it seems. Yeah, I found that very interesting. Like a lot of the females that I know, they play bass. <laughs> <laughs> who played bass in Zack Attack? I don't even know who the fuck Zack Attack is, man. From Saved by the Bell, dude. Oh, shit, man. Lisa played bass, dude. And then Yo. there was that other show, California Dreams. You remember that show? It was on, like, after Saved by the Bell? Yeah, it's Chick been, like, 30 years since I've seen any of those episodes, though, man. Lisa Turtle played bass. And I was like, <laughs> that's so... That's racist. <laughs> racist. Episode of South Park. <laughs> with token and he's like dude I can't play bass I've never fucking played a bass in my life but like just try and he's like fuck <laughs> he can play bass oh man you know what yeah, interesting... this album took me back and I do fucking uh, I do like it yeah interesting like aside it, about Karen Crisis do you remember her singing on um, Chris Barnes album Six feet under, when she was like, I'll be a victim. Come on, cut me up. What the fuck? <laughs> like one of their albums of covers that, or something? That, no, that they did a song together called Sick and Twisted. I think it was on. Fuck. I can't remember the name of the Six Feet Under album now, but it, it was in the early 2000s. And uh, yeah, he had Karen Crisis, and then he did a song with Ice T on that album too. <sighs> <laughs> If it happened after Warpath, I wasn't listening to it. Yeah, so. it definitely happened after Warpath. And, and it, like by after Warpath, I mean like within the day that I listened to Warpath. And <laughs> like, that's probably not true. I do remember fucking doing that 420 song with bands back in like at that time. Just fucking around jamming and shit. Everybody would fucking do that song. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm going to send you that song. I'm going to look for it on Spotify later, and I'm going to send that shit to you. It's fucking hilarious. Karen Crisis. 
So yeah, man. Crisis, Death at Extermination, 96. Fuck yeah. Worth checking out if, uh, you know, I don't know, it's just, like I said, genre. I don't know. It's weird. Metal, but I don't know what uh, well, other than that. Yeah, some kind of metal. And if you're, especially if you're into the idea of a chick singing, so. A chick with uh, dreads, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on from there, move on to uh, Bloodlit. Uh, on there, what the fuck? I'm trying to see here. Well, which album did I put on here? God damn it. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot that. Oh, Entheogen. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, from 96. Also on Victory Records. Victory Records back in the day, they were good as fuck about promoting their shit. Everybody, I feel like everybody had a Victory Records compilation album that had all these fucking bands on there. Except I feel like there's probably people who like don't know who Bloodlit is, but if they hear uh, Eucharist off this album, they'd be like, oh, oh yeah, that because uh, <laughs> it was on one of the Victory Records compilations back in the day. Yeah, and like me, I'd never heard of them. Um, but hearing the songs, they, they did sound very familiar to me, so I probably had a Victory Records compilation at some point. The one that starts on this album, Eucharist, it starts with this really kind of crazy, like fretless, I assume it's a fretless bass. It must be. Because it sounds just fucking bizarre. I thought this would be the band that you were hung up on, actually. No, when you man. said you had one hang up. I loved yeah. everything, but I just could not get into Neurosis. I'm going to give it another listen, you know, probably while I take a little bit of CBD oil or something. <laughs> get, yeah. You know, try to get in the zone. I'll give it another listen, most definitely. Yeah. Uh, I really dig it, man. It is good shit. Uh, but they had that different sort of hardcore thing too. Like it reminds me of Earth Crisis. You know, like you like Earth Crisis, you probably like Bloodlet. It does, yeah. It, but I, good shit, man. I just uh, the vocals. And the, this album, the vocals weren't that great. He kind of. I mean, it was his own thing, I guess. I didn't hate it. I think it's cool. Now, are you familiar with early uh, Trivium, like uh, Matt Heafy's vocals on probably Ascendancy? Um, not really. I never liked Trivium, really. Okay. But I was going to say, I think that Matt Heafy probably got that same vocal range when he did, like, the first album and Ascendancy because it sounds almost the same, like that same style of vocals, you know? And it's just, um, it's very similar. And that's what struck me. I was like, these guys came out way before Trivium, but the vocal style is... It's very similar. Like if I was to put a side by side comparison, you could tell. Uh, I mean, like Trivium's a fucking thrash band, though. At their core, aren't they? Well, they were metalcore. I think they started off as metalcore and then they got into thrash, and now they're just kind of like um, fucking some kind of metal. I don't even. Know. I actually did really like one of their recent albums. Um, had the song "In Waves" it was like the first track on it. Okay, yeah, that's more of like a industrial kind of metal right there. I actually dug that album quite a bit, but their old shit's on like fucking Metallica or something, did it not? Oh, well, if you go farther back than that, it's like straight up metalcore. Well, mm. yeah, I mean, Bloodlit, fucking awesome. I've got a, a new band to listen to and check out. That's pretty cool. They were gone for a long time, too. They All of a sudden, in 2014, they got together. And did a show, and then they've put out uh, some newer shit. So they're on. Uh, hopefully, they do a full-length album, and but I guess they've been touring and stuff. So pretty cool. 
But they need to put out a new album. Yeah. It, almost at, at some point, they sound a little bit like death metal. But then they've got the hardcore vocals, and so it's very confusing. The riffs are very fucking just, yeah, hardcore shit. Slow, a lot of the shit's slow, a lot of groove. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We yeah. always got into that shit back in the day. So, like, I don't know. Like, they even when I was in death metal bands, they were death metal, but they would have, like, weird hardcore groove. <laughs> Deathcore. I don't, I don't know, man. I've always been a fan of fucking the groove. Every I don't know. Every band I've been in, no matter what position, is, like, no matter what genre, like, they all have fucking groove. Yeah, that's so weird that you don't like obituary, though. And they, like, they're very groove, like, groove-oriented, very heavy groove. I more than don't like obituary. <laughs> I like dislike, actively dislike it's obituary. Like I strongly dislike obituary. I would say I would go that far. <laughs> I might go that far. Oh, shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, very good shit. Check it out if you're into Earth Crisis or other hardcore bands. Very yeah. good shit. Isn't that would probably actually introduce you to Earth Crisis if you've never heard them before. Yeah, or the Earth Crisis is good as fuck. Yeah. I thought they were over too popular to be on this list, though. See, I didn't see them as that popular. I figured them along the same lines of probably almost every other hardcore band sans like the New York hardcore. Because nah, dude, Earth Crisis was like the fucking hardcore band of, really? of that era. Wow. Yeah, dude. Have you ever see their shit, dude? They'll play shows, giant shows. Nah, like, man. Their shows back in the day were fucking bonkers man we watched that shit because i never seen them live but i saw like footage of them back in the day on vhs and <laughs> from different shit that they were on and I was like dude their crowds are fucking crazy all straight edge kids and shit fuck i was like i was like this is rad but like i can never go there <laughs> <laughs> you'll be smoking a cigarette there somebody will beat you up yeah. i do have friends obviously now who are straight edge but like back in the day they were hostile little cocksuckers you know <laughs> yeah like, when you know straight edge people now, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you wouldn't even know they're straight edge, right? You just, you would happen to notice it more than any. They're not going to fucking, but back in the day, yeah, it's like, there was enough of those little pricks. Like, they just beat up people for smoking. Mm-hmm. Shit, like, what the fuck? That's like going to a, a fucking, of all vegan bands concert, and you're there with a fucking t-shirt and butchered at birth or something. You're like, meat is murder. I threw KFC at uh, somebody in a chicken costume. Like <laughs> Outside of KFC. <laughs> if you drive by a person in a chicken costume protesting chicken at KFC and your first idea is not go through the drive through buy a bucket of chicken and then <laughs> hurl it out the window at them, piece by piece. <laughs> Shit, so you yeah, sat there for like until until the bucket was empty? No, just drove by and like fucking hucked a drumstick at. Oh, okay. I thought you emptied the entire bucket. No, it's on a busy street. <laughs> it's on like South Third Street in the oh, city. Shit. It's a big fucking busy ass like four lane road. Yeah, a man. Four lane road that should be like a six lane road. Dude, fuck those people. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna segue into this a little for a moment. But did you watch that YouTube video where these people were in the meat department? Hey, um, giving a fucking dead chicken a funeral. Those, those fucking vegans. It's hilarious, man. It's fucking hilarious. You got to watch that. Oh my god. They're holding That's a fucking... funeral for a dead chicken, and <clears throat> like some people are being the pallbearers and they're carrying it 
and they're they're saying like all the sins of killing animals and eating them is a bad thing and then there's people taking photographs and they're just going crazy it's fucking idiot vegans man yeah i know a lot of vegans i have no problem with it but like the hostile shit like that's just like being a fucking asshole yeah don't be yeah. a dick about it. you don't got to preach your shit to everybody else man I'd be like a religious people coming by and putting shit under your fucking windshield wiper like every fucking day. Like every day you come out and it's like, dude. Those passive aggressive religious people. Yeah. I'm li- I live in a secure building now so they can't get in. <laughs> the other day we walk in, my chick like goes out, they're, they're pounding the door to try to get in. And my chick just like looks at them wearing a Slayer shirt like, with a fucking <laughs> pentagrams and shit. And she just looks and she just like walks away from them. <laughs> Oh man, that's fucking great. Yeah, those fucking Mormon kids, dude. And uh, I would always try to get them to, like, it was like a 50 50 exchange of them trying to convince me to join the kingdom of God and me trying to convince them to run the fuck away from the shit that they're in. <laughs> like, dude, you are, because it's like right out of high school, I'm pretty sure. Like, you guys are 19 years old. Yeah. This is nonsense. What are you doing? You should be out fucking girls or dudes or both and doing drugs and, like, having a good fucking time. What are you doing, dude? (laughs) Run the fuck away from this. I'm telling you. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid right now. Yeah. Get the fuck out there. I'm going to help you cut 20 years off you realizing... That you wasted your youth, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, a lot of those are the kind of people who uh, grow up to be child molesters and all that shit. And fucking Jesus serial killers. <laughs> You're going hard on them, man. Well, I'm not saying all. I'm saying a lot. Because you hear about all those priests taking the vows They're of like celibacy and shit. molesters. <laughs> oh, man. Like, how many fucking priests have been accused and then are getting like um you know they're going to prison or well they're no they're not going to prison actually they're protected by the church so fuck this i don't want to get into this shit i grew up in the church and the priests never tried to fuck me but in their defense i was not an attractive child (laughs) i've always been chubby you know i get it this is more cushion for the pushing (laughs) <laughs> like it being ugly pays off <clears throat> yeah I guess that's why they didn't find me attractive either then just uh, being a skinny goofy looking fucking kid like that talking back <laughs> I said backstage pretty much is backstage right uh, they're talking back they're like that uh, that ultra boy he is not attractive <laughs> you gotta get better looking ultra boys back here <laughs> let's kick okay. him out of the church man I was never an ultra boy maybe they were the ones who were getting diddled I think they probably were they were getting fondled every day like, yeah. I need to see you uh, for a special prayer in the back office my grandparents who volunteered at their church Every day, and I was a little kid, I would go with them because I hung out with them all the time and run around in there. Like, they would be really proud of that. Oh, shit. <laughs> they, would be, they would be proud of the fact that they have fucking satanic tattoos and shit. Yeah. Like, sh- shit on their church. And you wear, they you be, wear, uh, they would be very impressed by that, I'm sure. <laughs> and the fact that you wear a baphomet on your face, like when you go out. Yeah. Yeah. I also have fucking satanic earrings, uh, fucking plugs all the time too, just for fun, <laughs> just for funsies. 
Just for We're getting this episode's getting along. Oh uh, shit, yeah. Fuck. I just I don't have anywhere to go. Yeah, like I said, I I've got a If people are listening, they're like, where's the next fucking album, man? Dick, I want to hear some more about uh how you weren't touched in in church. But um what you, back to you, what do you got? Uh all right. Nineteen ninety seven was the year and we were talking about how we got records from Columbia House and BMG Music. And my first introduction to Entombed was through BMG Music, 1997. Their self-titled, it's not an album, it's a compilation, but it kicks ass and it rocks and, and it's fucking great. Has all my favorite songs on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I suppose if that's your first... Because uh... I was listening to that, I was like, throw it on just to re- get, you know in touch with it and it's like oh this is a fucking this song wasn't on an album with that song like that doesn't make any sense i know this song this shouldn't be on here but a compilation it was smart as fuck of them they take a compilation of their first couple albums worth of stuff put it out that's smart dude yeah and just like throw all the cool shit on there and leave out all the chaff fuck yeah the chaff uh for me man the wolverine blues is the fucking album from these guys yeah, that's a good one too. From '93, uh, there's a one example of me liking the older ones. Oh, hey! But uh, I actually liked as, they, as time went on, they became more of a like a weird heavy rock band. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's kind of like Death and Roll right there. Death and Roll is that a thing, man? Yeah, that's they, that's what Chris Barnes that. tried they to coin that, that shit, man. He's like, oh, we're God. six feet under is a Death and Roll band. They said that too, death and roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's good shit. Entomb's fucking rad, man. Yeah, it's good shit, man. Uh, a Swedish band. You had the, like I said, you had the international flair, dude. Yeah. I didn't even realize that either. I was like, I'm just picking bands that I liked. I didn't know that they're fucking the UK and all these other places. Yeah, it's good shit, though. Um, I like it, man. I was always a fan of Wolverine Blues and... Some of their other shit, too, after that. Uh, they're a good band. And that's good shit. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, so the proof is in the pudding, man. Listen to the playlist and, I guess, make your own choice. There you go. Uh, and my final one is uh, a band called Lungbrush, who is fucking doesn't even have a Wikipedia. Their shit has, like, a thousand listens on, uh, on Spotify. I actually discovered this band on well, I think LimeWire I guess that's what it was back then huh you're a thief <laughs> pirate <laughs> yeah where you'd pirate shit and you couldn't even really listen I don't think you could listen to it at that time like sample it you know no, I think I couldn't. downloaded a band called Lungbrush and put it on a comp and it was a song off this album and then I got into them but yeah they're not that well known at all yeah I guess not but I, that's why I'd never heard of them. And I got to thank you for introducing me to them because, I mean, if that was, uh, if you had put that as our pick for like new metal or top five new metal, I was like, who the fuck is Lungbrush, man? But yeah, that definitely could go up there in the in the top five new metal. It's, it's kind of crazy because it's new metal, but it's punk, you know, it's hardcore. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a lot of fucking shit. And I, I do like that. I do like when people just go for a crazy amount of styles, you know? It's fucking awesome, though, man. 
I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like any of these albums that I never heard, but I'll give them a chance. And like I said, with Bloodlet, with Lungbrush, with fucking Today is the Day, dude, just blew my mind. I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Now, this album's pretty good, man. I don't know. Chicago fucking metal. Uh, I really enjoy it. It's worth checking out. I don't know if you're into that sort of thing. But uh, I don't know. I'm so baked now that I just don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. No, I just, I have nothing, man. Too big. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's good, man. Lung brush. I do like them. Got a new favorite now. I'm going to be listening to a lot. Also uh, named after the SNL skit, which is great. That's why, I, I don't know how I came across it. it. must have been like listed as metal or something. A clever name because that skit on SNL is great. I haven't watched SNL in so long. From back then. Yeah, it's like a, it's for smokers. It's like this brush you shove down in your lung <laughs> brush. And it could be pull it up and it has like fucking tar dripping off it and shit. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but good shit's on Spotify. So that's cool. Yeah. Like, thank goodness for Spotify for having some, like, a lot of the cool shit. Yeah, we had some. Maybe the next time we'll do that. I don't know how. Maybe we'll have to make a YouTube playlist, right? But because uh, there's some bands that I quite a few bands that I was thinking about using and I couldn't, their shit's not on Spotify. It's like too obscure for that. Yeah. And that's weird because like I'll Spotify, oh you think they would have a lot of shit. I just thought of one that should have been on mine and I don't know how the fuck it wasn't. What's that? No, I'm just going to put it down for next time. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had made this list in my head a bunch of times and then forgot it and tried to refigure out what I had and, some uh, some of them got forgotten. Oh, okay. But anyway. Uh, and your last one. My last one. Sweden. Sweden, yes. Storm of the Lights Bane by a band called Dissection. They're death metal, black metal, fucking Swedish, and uh, uh, what was that? Uh, symphonic, melodic, black metal, I guess they're called. There's They got a bunch of genres here. It's just driving me crazy. But... Um, Back then, I didn't consider them black metal. I wasn't really... Like, when I heard this, I didn't really know too much about black metal. I just thought everything was a different kind of death metal. Hmm. So, yeah. I don't know if I listen to this. It seems like it. You know? It, I, I don't know it by name or songs or anything, but it sounds a lot like shit I would have listened to. If I had heard this back then, I would have been, like, into it. But I thought it was black metal from Go, like, when I started listening to it. There's other shit in there, but I thought, like, predominantly it's a black metal band oh yeah but I, I fucking dig it it sounds you know i don't know yeah it, it sounds it doesn't do anything different really for me that like a lot of other bands kind of didn't already do but it does fucking kick ass anyway yeah you know what I'm when i first heard it like back in 95 that i i didn't know shit about black metal then like not until not until more recently that i, I was more up on black metal and so i just considered everything to be death metal and so i was like oh yeah i mean these these guys are like talking about satan they've got a cool ass album cover and fucking they've got pentagrams and shit i was like oh yeah i'm all about this and <laughs> fucking but mm. yeah i mean i i do like the melodies of the songs like the the way the tremolo picking is done and, and like all that shit man i'm all about that mm. i'm surprised that's interesting you said that it was like later because you know, being like the older than me, I would expect. Like we used to listen to Emperor back in the fucking day, 
Yeah, you'd like, be that's surprised. That's early ass black metal shit. Be surprised to know that, like, I didn't get into black metal really until the early 2000s. I didn't. I knew mm. nothing about it. I was like, just uh, a fucking noob. I'm gonna say it. I think I got into it because of, and some people maybe say they're not black metal, but Cradle of Filth. Yeah. Uh, fucking jam. I considered them black metal. I still like Cradle of Filth. I mean, I'm not afraid Hell yeah, to admit dude. that. Yeah, this is good shit too. If you're into black metal, check it out. Yeah. Uh, it's good. I enjoyed that as well. So, uh, we each had one that we were maybe not so stoked on, but. Yeah, it's funny that it was only one album, and like. We weren't over the moon about it, but I mean, it didn't suck, so. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Uh, pretty fun to do, actually, you know? Yeah. Should do more shit like trying to send each other things that, you know, we maybe haven't heard. Right. Like I like the idea shit. of that. I like finding some shit. I'm like, this dude's definitely never listened to Lungbrush. <laughs> no, <laughs> or Bloodlet, you were, probably. you were right. You were fucking 100% right on that. So that's actually a pretty fun to have somebody actually take out time to like listen to something when you're like hey listen to this album you say that to people all the fucking time they never do you know <laughs> so like just the idea of like us back and forth yeah like hey listen to this that's pretty cool yeah you know? because like man it's there's so much music out there it's almost impossible for everybody to have heard everything and so i love it when i find something from the past like distant past or more recent past that it's like wow man i I fucking love this. Yeah, it's good shit. Uh, so that does that. Hidden gems yeah. of the 90s. Maybe we'll do hidden gems. Of, we could do hidden gems of anything. Hidden gems of fucking any decade, I guess. Or, well, not any decade. Probably, because you don't like a lot of shit from the 80s, all right? Um, I mean, you know, I like Dio. <laughs> Dio, yeah. And Judas Priest. Holy diver! And, you know... Iron Maiden to an extent and shit like that. You, you probably yeah, like, like Ozzy I'm too. I'm an 80s. I guess Slayer was around in the 80s. Yeah, Slayer was. Metallica, Megadeth, shit like that. Early Metallica. Motorhead. Yep. But I don't like glam shit. Nah, like not the glam. Dog. Not the glam. But anyway, uh, what else are we talking about here? Oh, let's see. Let me look, open up my notes. Ah, fuck, I had to close my notes. Son of a bitch. I hate when that happens. We're talking about albums that were that are turning a uh, different age this year. Yeah. So, um, all right. My pick this month for albums that turn 20. Um, where the hell is it? Okay. <laughs> all right. 20 years old. Uh, dude, got to go with one of my favorite bands, which is Fear Factory and Digimortal. Digimortal, 20 years old? Yep. 2001? Yeah, dude. That's interesting. I think this is when I fell off on them. I think Obsolete's like the last one I really got into. Yeah. And I then st- I got born to the newer shit. Yeah. Hmm. I stuck around with them, even though they got a little bit different. But I was like, just because Fear Factory is one of my favorites. And uh, so Digimortal, yeah, I'll pick that. I think I'm going to listen to that, dude. That, that's, you know, for as big of a Fear Factory fan as I am, I don't think I've really listened to that album that much. I think I listened to it, didn't like it, never went back. Uh, man. Maybe I should go back. They've got Be Real from Cypress Hill on the song Back the Fuck Up on there, man. They have a song called Back the Fuck Up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe not. Um, 
Oh shit! <laughs> Just maybe skip that song. Uh, even obsolete for me was like okay, okay. You know, like I dig that album; it's great. But then there's some new metal shit on there. Like if the chorus of Edge Crusher wasn't so cool, the verses I would like be enough to turn me off. Yeah. Well, uh, on Digi Mortal, they pretty much went a hundred percent new metal. So. It's like a fucking cancer that took them over. <laughs> like obsolete was like fifty percent, and then by by Digital Mortal it was like a hundred percent. The new metal has taken hold. Yeah, <laughs> the, the new metal's in control now. Oh shit! The new metal controls the soul of this machine. The soul of this new machine. Yeah. There you go. Um. Yeah. Okay. Is that uh, I was there's a ton of them this this year so it, for me stuck out Pearl Jam ten came out ninety one so that's thirty years old oh wow well what do you got for twenty I don't know, really have any I don't know I, I guess I shit the bed on that I thought I was just doing one <laughs> oh, oh shit yeah I was good my pick for number th- uh, thirty years old would be Dark Throne Soulside Journey what is it. Dark Throne, Soul Side Journey, their first album. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It was when, uh, before they were black metal, they were death metal. Mm. Once you go black, you never go back like this, <laughs> eh? <laughs> Pretty sure that's where that came from. Your soul is black, black as pitch. Yeah, I used to like black metal, but not as much as death metal. But man, like, you'd see the people and I'd be like, I don't know. Black metal fans were like, some of these people are fucking goofy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the kind of like that emo phase where you're wearing the fucking eyeliner, you're dyeing your hair different colors, and you're wearing all black. Mm. I never had that phase, though. No. I remember back in like the late 90s and shit when I jam, we had a practice where we got all fucked. I don't know if it was drunk or what, but everybody put on corpse paint and shit. And then, like, later on, a bunch of, took a carload of people, went into town to get Hardee's. And they were all in full corpse paint and shit, being, like, just acting like fucking weirdos. <laughs> Driving around town with corpse paint on. <laughs> we never did that, but we used to, when we were in uh, Insane Clown Posse, we would paint our faces like clowns and shit. And just oh, walk boy. around town, <laughs> stirring up shit. Oh, man. I remember we shot a, we shot a prank video. This was before YouTube even came out. But we shot a prank video where we were painted up like clowns and we had one of our friends waiting for us at the uh, corner store there. And so we pulled up in a fucking truck and everybody has got their faces painted out, jumps out of the truck, and we're like pretending to beat the shit out of him. And the store owner comes out and he's like, what are you guys doing? I'm going to call the police. We were filming that shit. So, yeah, we were a bunch I'd of I'd call the police if anybody in fucking Juggalo makeup came next to my fucking store. <laughs> like, you just back the fuck oh. up, bruh. <laughs> You're not coming in. I'd have a sign with, like, no shirt, no shoes, no Juggalos. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The only time I fucking ran into a Juggalo recently, I think I told this on SEO, but this Juggalo tried to sell us um, seizure medication. Was he in uh, clown paint? No. Oh, okay. But he was like, yo, man, you guys fucking, you know, whatever. Because that's like an in for people, you know? They're like, oh, if, if they, if those people say they are fans 
or whatever the fuck it is. What is it down with the clown? No, I, I don't know what it was. Like, what's their fucking? I don't know. But anyway, you're supposed to be brotherhood to. Other oh people. yeah, yeah, fucking. You know who is like love man, or some if, shit. You know if you're one, of, if you're really down, then you'd help me out or whatever. I'm like, well, good for us that we don't fucking like the insane clowns. <laughs> Despite the fact that I saw them in the late 90s. Yeah, we, we saw them at the same time. Same year. Yeah, same year. Yeah, different ends of the country. <laughs> different groups of like, people with them, too. I saw them with Cottonmouth Kings and Funk Junkies. Yeah, I didn't see I think, them with I K-K. think I got the better show. Yeah, you did, definitely. Because we had um, Mindless Self-Indulgence, some shit. I don't They were fucking shitty new metal band, man. Didn't like them. I thought they were like an industrial band, Mindless Self-Indulgence. It's like a, I think that's an industrial band a bunch of my friends who like fucking KMFDM and shit like them. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They didn't sound industrial to me. They sounded like new metal shit. They may not be, I guess. I'm, I'm not a... I know people who like them and I hear their name and shit, I've, but I've never really listened. One good or thing I have, about, but I didn't like it. Oh. One good thing about that show is they were with Twisted at that time. And so, like, Twisted was the uh, second act, I guess, before ICP came out. And fucking, dude, we love Twisted, man. Yeah, I know. Did you did you, did you rock Blaze Your Dead Homie back in the day? Yeah, the first album. First yeah, album. fuck yeah, dude. Right? Yep. Yeah, that album's fucking still great. Dude. Yeah. Everything after that is just like, meh. But the first one, fucking banger. Pistol whipping bitches putting holds in motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, that album's pretty fucking great, man. Shit, but yeah, man. Pearl Jam 10 is tremendous, obviously. Really? Uh, you you were a Pearl Jam uh, guy. Oh, dude, still a Pearl Jam. Uh, I can't fuck with them, man. I really can't. Really? Nah, they just don't do it for me. That's kind of like I put them in the same classification as Soundgarden, where I think like I enjoyed one song maybe, but that's about it. Just never got yeah. into them. They, I think that they need, like, they have deserved the respect. Um, of just the fact that they've been going for over 30 years. Yeah. Never broken up. I don't think they've changed members ever. And just like, put up good shit. I love, I like Pearl Jam. Now, some albums I don't like as much, but I still like Pearl Jam. And new Pearl Jam comes out, I'm still pretty stoked on it, man. And 10, I think 10 is like, in a, in a year that had so many albums all come out at the same time, uh, I think that album's good. Great if you ask me, like, which would I rather listen to? Like, on my drive uptown here, the Nevermind or 10. Probably listen to 10. Wow. Okay. Probably sure. listen to 10. Yeah. yeah. It would definitely be Nevermind for me. Yeah. I really like it. I really like Broke Uh But there's that whole thing, too. I don't know if we're going to talk about it here, but all these albums that came out within six weeks in uh, 1991. Oh, yeah, where there was just so many. Like Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, Nevermind. Um, Pearl Jam 10, Metallica's Metallica, GNR Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, Sand, Soundgarden Bad Motor Finger, and Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah, all, all of those came out in a six week span. Fucking crazy. Yeah, that is. Shit. I thought um, with Guns N' Roses, the, the first one came out and then they made you wait a month to buy the second one. But I could be wrong on that. <laughs> Fucking, it was out at the same time. No, I don't know, too. I but I remember hearing some shit when I was a kid and I was into. I was like, "Oh, new Guns and Roses," and they're like, "Oh yeah, you can only buy the part one." And then a month later, part two comes out. I'm like, "Really? Okay." What if we took a good album worth of songs 
and then split them amongst two albums and then backfilled the rest of it with shitty songs. Yeah. Like, dude, Use Your Illusion needs to be just sold as one album. Yeah, it does. Maybe I should do that. I'm going to make that up. That's going to be an OG metal cast. Look yeah, for make that, that happen, man, because I want to hear what you pick. <laughs> it's going to be Use Your Illusion, and it's going to be fucking... I don't even know if I could pick 10 songs I really like. I'm sure I could. <clears throat> I'm not a huge into those albums. I remember back in the day I was. But yeah. I don't think I'd really listen to anything on there right now. I don't know. I'd rather listen to Appetite for Destruction. You know what? I think um, right after Blood Sugar Sex Magic is when I stopped listening to the Chili Peppers. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. One Hot Minute, Dave Navarro. That is the weakest uh, of their albums, certainly. I is didn't that because, like... Uh, is that why or what? I don't know. They, I they just, got away from that funk shit? Yeah, they got... I was really into the funk at that time, like the funk and the punk mixed together. So... Probably right after that, I was like, yeah, not into Vila Californication. I was like, eh, fuck off. I'm it. done. I, I like all those shit. I like Californication. I like, love that album. By the way, um, I didn't like the like latest one they put out, but I guess Frushante's back now again. So with with John Frushante, Chili oh, Pepper's shit. Little Swords. Hmm? Yeah, man. And you know what? Um, one that's not on the list. I thought it came out in 91, but I could be wrong. Was uh, Jane's Addiction Nothing Shocking? What year was that? I have no idea. I got to look that up. There's a ton of shit that came out in 1991. So uh, over the course of this year, we're going to do this every episode. We're just going to bring up some albums that from you know, 20, 30, maybe 40 years ago. Yeah. Just kind of sh- shit. Fuck yeah, man. We're going to... So- we're going to be bringing you the best of the best of the best. The best. <laughs> Is there anything else? I guess we're going to talk about that Fear Factory shit. We yeah, should have done that man. when we were talking about Fear Factory. I know, right? Um, yeah, Fear Factory apparently has a new album that is coming out in a couple of months. And it's we don't know the name of it yet. Burton Bell originally said it was titled Monolith. But then Dino Cazares said, nah, no. That's not happening. The penis. <laughs> They're all being penises. <laughs> yeah. And I love how um, the site I got this from Metal Sucks. They write Burton Burton C. Bell as uh, not with a C period bell, but with a S-E-A bell. Like, kick his ass, C-Bass. Yeah. But Which not is... one word either. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I don't know. That's complete nonsense. Burton Seabell. Yeah, Burton Seabell. Yeah, it's just, you know, people being fucking twats with each other, but I know how it goes, you know. When we were talking about that, uh, messaging back and forth earlier this week, I was like, dude, I know what it's like. I know it's like to get out of a band and hate motherfuckers. I'm sure I'm the guy, I guarantee you I'm the guy who people fucking hated after being in bands with at times, you know? Yeah, but how how much worse would it have been had you guys, you know, had a lengthy career, put out multiple records, and then you've got dudes fighting over the rights of the name of the band, and then you got rabid fans who are like wanting, just foaming at the mouth for the new album to come out, and then you're hearing about, oh, the lead singer's fucking leaving because of this, and you know, the the guitarist had, now has the rights to the name of the band, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah, you're dumb if you're making money on that shit, dude. You yeah. know, yeah. like I coexist with like, anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, like I was doing a podcast with somebody who I just grew to hate, 
or something. Like, if I was getting paid a bunch of money, I did that forever, dude. A band? I don't care if that guy's a fucking asshole. Like, if we're making money and we're doing shit and, like, fuck it, I don't know. Yeah, because unless they're, like, not showing up to shows or fucking walking out during a concert, I mean, you guys are there to make money. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, I mean, or just, you know, whatever. You don't have to deal with them on a daily basis. You don't have to fucking live with the people. I was in a fucking band with a with a meth head singer, you know, none of the, no one else is into that <laughs> shit. You know, we're oh, just fucking shit. weed smoking lads or less yeah. straight edge fucking dudes, beer drinker dudes. And uh, they, you know, these guys want to kick him out of the band. I'm like, who else are you going to get to sing? Nobody. Yeah. This guy's great. He's a great singer. Like, who can't, like, he shows up late and wearing sunglasses inside. Like, whatever, dude. I mean, that's fucking, you know, it pisses me off too, but whatever. Yeah. You know, we, they kicked him out and then we found no other singer and then the whole band broke up. <laughs> the end. <laughs> like, the, you know, the fall like, of a band. Yeah. You know, two fourths kicked the guy out. Oh, man. And then, you know, so it was like, um, what are we going to get? Nobody. Yeah, How many people do we have to try out? Like one, two. Shit. Yeah, and like where you're living, like how many fucking singers, right, should just pop up and like, hey, man, I'm here to sing for you. How band. many singers pop up fucking in general, dude? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. I hope that day's a lot better. I don't know. So are you excited for the final Fear Factory record with Burton Bell? Burton C. Bell? Yeah. Burton I mean, C. You know, Bell. Let's check it out. Sure. Yeah, I want to see like what it sounds like because I know that they tracked vocals and they did all the guitar work for it. Even though he left, but fuck it. I, I thought they had a lot it. of weak shit for a while or albums I didn't like as much, but I actually thought some of their newer albums were like pretty fucking badass, actually getting back to yeah. you know, being the three like, pretty latest. fucking good. Like uh, there was The Industrialist, Genexus, and fucking Mechanized. Those were the three latest ones, and I thought they were going back to their roots with that. They're pretty good. I don't know. I mean, they're, you know, you can't have a... When you put out an album like Demanufacture, which, how old is that album? I think that's like a 94, 96. I don't uh, know. We'll be talking about that one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Definitely. It's probably like maybe 25 years old now. Could be. Yeah. That album's fucking so good. How do you follow that shit up? Yeah, that was the pinnacle right there. Man. Yeah, I'm going to throw an album. Although, I wish they would like re-record it or something or fix it up. Like because remaster it? Like, oh, I mean, a lot of times remasters don't even really get that good. But yeah, I would like to hear that album remastered. It sounds like shit, kind of. Uh, I don't like, know. It I doesn't, kinda... but it's just got that lower shit from the 90s has that lower. Just everything's down from where it would be now, you know? Okay. Like shit doesn't fucking scream like it does now. Yeah, I, I get you. Production's just so much better now than it was in the 90s throw on an album from the 90s and look at how loud it is, you know? And how thick it sounds. It's just kind of, you know... I mean, I have to say that there weren't. There were some great-sounding albums in the 90s, but... Like Pantera, fucking... Far Beyond Driven, that shit sounds great. Oh, yeah. We definitely have to do a Best of Pantera at some point, man. Best of Pantera? Like a playlist. Just fucking crank that shit. Our favorite Pantera albums... Yeah, I don't really like Cowboys from Hell. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, much. whoa, blasphemy, sir! Yeah, oh, I man. actually don't. Shit, I got enough vulgar display of power. Like, I mean, like it's it's good, 
you know, but also it still has a cemetery gaze. Yeah, well, I don't know. I like that shit. Well, probably because I'm a huge King Diamond fan. So when they start like doing that falsetto vocals or whatever they are, I'm like, oh shit, I just creamed my pants. Yeah, for me, they weren't there yet. This like reminds me too much of their shit before that. Oh, fuck that shit before that. I was not into all that. Proud to be loud. Yes, I'm proud. <laughs> proud to be loud. So bad. Oh, I man. got like, at one point, I got this, um, it's like a Walk Remixes album. It was super fucking rare. It was like when you go to the used fucking CD store and find some cool shit. Yeah. But it had a bunch of like remixes of can walk and shit like that like weird techno remixes but it also i think had some of that cock rock shit on it really that their shit like right before they did cowboys from hell yeah like maybe whoever owned those albums you know owned that shit put it mm-hmm. out after the fact you know yeah how would they do walk remixes maybe you can put that on there if you remix a song can you put it on an album i, I don't think know. i don't think so there, there's a fucking loopholes everywhere, man. You know, yeah, I think they can knows. do that shit. Actually, it'd be interesting. It's metal power and walk remixes, is what it's called. Metal and I bet power. if you looked online right now, it's probably worth a fucking ton of money. <laughs> probably, man. Because there's weird old dudes out there buying CDs. You still buy CDs, don't you? You're not weird. Uh, nah, man. I got no, um, no more room, so I buy everything digitally now. But I used, to, I got so- fucking a wall full of like. 600 CDs, man. Too nice. much. Way too much. What band was out of Dissection that you said you had all their shit? No, with the oh, album yeah. that turned 30. Dark Throne, yeah. I had all I have all their albums. It was like 18 of them or something? Yep, 18. Jesus. <laughs> From 1991 all the way to fucking 2017 or 2018. Yeah. I wonder if this is... Uh... Yeah, it's Metal Power. It says Country Italy. And it's got a bunch of the cock rock shit, and then it's got um, remixes of, of. It's got a fucking hostile biomechanical mix. It's probably a bootleg. It must be. Yeah. I'm trying to see how like you can buy it online somewhere. How much that fucker is. Anyway. I don't know. I I did hear the pre. The prior album to Cowboys from Hell, I think it was called Projects in the Jungle or Power Metal, some shit like that, with Phil Anselmo doing the fucking glam rock vocals. I was like, oh man, this is not Pantera. <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah, it's super weird when you look back at that shit. And, yeah. Or you said footage online where it's just a dime bag or diamond as he was then. Um, as a young fucking man playing, playing a solo thing in between songs. And there's like a part that later shows up in the solo, I think, for Floods. And it's like, holy fuck, that was kicking around that long, you know? Yeah. Fuck but, yeah. me, dude. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I got nothing else. I think I'm done. Yeah, I think I wanted to. Well, I did want to talk about the, um, the fucking dude from Ice Earth, but then I was like, nah, forget about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck him. How Let, do we talk not- about that guy without, like, I mean, drawing a line in the sand. I'm okay with that if you are. Uh, we can go into that arena of discussion if you want to. I just, I don't care. Like, I'm at a point now where it's like anybody... You might not want to ref me up. 
anybody is fucking open to getting punched in the face for acting like an asshole, you know, just fuck that shit. Yeah. Well, he was definitely acting like an asshole. Yeah. I never so, listen to Ice Earth anyway, so I don't give a fuck. I like their early stuff, man, but fuck that guy. Yeah, well, listen, I heard also some one of the fuckers from uh, King 810 or 810 or whatever the fuck. What the hell is that? One of the worst bands I've ever fucking heard in my life, honestly. King 80? What is that shit? No, eight, King, King 810? Oh, I never heard of them. Oh. I'm glad I never heard of them, I guess. They're from, I think they're from Michigan, and they're this band of just fucking, look them up. Look at their stupid fucking faces. <laughs> I believe that. I mean, like, if there was, if he wasn't there, then this is nonsense. But I heard he was there. One of the fucking guys, King Eight Ten. Let's see what these fucking what these look like. Look these. They definitely look like losers. They are a fucking. Uh, oh yeah. fuck these guys, man! They're like toxic masculinity. The band, I guess. I don't know. But uh, their shit sucked. They're like a modern new metal band. Honestly, to me, I hear it. And I'm like, this is fucking new metal. But it's really fucking bad, and it's like metal but with a uh, urban flair urban. a you know I don't know there's like all those fucking deathcore bands yeah where like they play deathcore but they're also like really hip hop dudes as well okay uh, I don't know you know what I'm saying yeah I see the photos and it, I don't want to go here, I'm sitting here like that. total metal guy wearing a fucking ODB shirt so you know I mean I kind of fall into that too but yeah, they're but like are you out there? Dudes, but they're like fucking have like a game banger attitude kind of deal. Yeah, fuck that shit. Fuck those guys. I'm not. I'm not There's into some that different kind of shit, shit with them bringing guns places and shit like that in the past. What do they think? They're Fifty Cent wearing exactly. bulletproof vest uh, shows and. Um. Yeah, I don't know. They're from fucking Michigan, right? <laughs> they're being banned. Oh yeah, he did attend. Yeah, he did. David, his David Gunn, two N's. That's the guy's name. I'm sure that's your name, bruh. They canceled their show in Detroit. Let's see here. After they were reportedly searched and told they could not have their weapons with them. <laughs> the singer claimed that the band was singled out and searched each time they tried to re-enter the building. This is America. Dude, that sounds like you were trying to bring weapons in. They told you you can't bring them in. Then yeah, they're gonna fucking check you every time you come back in. Are you serious? Yeah, these guys fucking suck. It's being fucking stupid, man. Come on. Yeah, who well, formed in Flint, Michigan? Yeah, like <laughs> the worst city in the fucking country. The city with the poison water. Even before that, dude. Even before that, have you ever seen uh, Roger and Me? Nah. Oh, great documentary by Michael Moore. It's fucking tremendous. But that city was. Uh, huge General Motors factory hub I think probably Ford shit too they made cars there and everybody had jobs at these plants and they were making great money and everything was fucking great until you know GM moved their shit to Mexico to save like a penny mm. and to make their fucking stock go up a penny and it just ravaged this area so it's like poverty it's so much poverty dude. and that's why that whole water thing was even worse is because like these people already were fucked over by you know the American nightmare yeah like they just got fucked and then they're like they get completely fucked like oh here also you have this poison water yeah they oh. can't even fucking take a shower man without getting lead poisoning yeah they brought that guy up on charges their former governor that's good they should man 
Fucking... Just throw that motherfucker in a volcano. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's my way to dispose of people I don't like in the world. That's good, man. Fucking recycle, you know? Go back to the well, air. yeah, you don't have to fucking, you know? Yeah. Um, those big... You know, I was thinking about how we would do it. And those, those big... You know, they dump fucking all that water on forest fires. They have this big ass... We just put a bunch of motherfuckers in there. <laughs> And then we fly over top of the volcano and just open it up and just drop. I mean, you could. How many people do you think you could fit in there? In what those uh, those containers? Yeah, those big containers that, that fucking helicopters carry full of water and drop on forest fires. And they're pretty fucking big. You get a, I get five hundred people in there, four hundred people. Yeah, you probably could if you packed them all like sardines and shit. <sighs> but like, fuck these people are gonna die anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of like the shipping containers that like the Chinese immigrants come over <laughs> for fucking slave labor or some shit, and like they're packed in there like 500 at a time. I think. Fucking crazy, I think I dude. just pitched a fucking extermination event. Yeah. <laughs> take all the people on death row and just like fucking stick them in a shipping container, dump them in a volcano. No. Innocent people are on death row, sir. <laughs> I know. I'm just fucking with you, man. Like pedophiles, how, I guess. Yeah, pedophiles. Well, why don't you just fucking cut their hands and their dicks off? Then they won't be touching kids. Also, shouldn't we be throwing our garbage into active volcanoes? We probably should, man. Why are we burying that shit? I don't know. Just throw it in the volcano. It'll burn it up. Well, you know we shoot that off into space, too. And that's Have we cool. been doing that? Yeah, we've been, there's a lot of garbage in space, man. Yeah. Well, fuck it. What are you going to do? Fuck. So that's it, I think. Yeah, man, I, I got nothing. I got nothing else. Okay. Episode should have ended uh, about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> you want me to uh, cut the rest of that part out? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, you can hear more of me on the Suplex City Limits podcast, the weekly wrestling podcast, where uh do pretty much this, but about wrestling. Uh, you can also check out Check Engine Light podcast on YouTube. Also on the Suplex Any Limits feed, audio only, but on YouTube is the way to go. Uh, myself and my co-host take a look at a bunch of crazy vehicles, decide if they're tits or shits. It's uh, it's fun shit. If you like cars and shit like that, check it out. Yeah. And uh, you can find me. The, just check out the back catalog of Inhuman Experience podcasts. Available everywhere podcasts are found. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll be coming back. Yeah, that's all I got, man. Shit. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Suplex City Limits. I think that's it. Until next time, hail Satan. Hail yourself. The apocalyptic vision of a criminally insane, charismatic cult leader. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>